0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Free Mind Podcast. Well,
1: we got a phone one tonight, so are we coming to y'all a day late? But this is how dedicated we are. We're recording this on Valentine Valentine's Day evening. We are foregoing a romantic dinner in the, the metropolis of Lynchburg, Virginia, in order to bring you this podcast. So, so don't be too hard on us. <laughs> but I'm gonna make it up to you, right, I'm gonna make it up. I'll make it up to you. Um, I have something really fun and special planned for oh, you shucks. this week. Um, i
0: excited.
1: Yes, pending, pending,
0: pending. Okay.
1: So, um. But yeah, man, excited to be with you guys again. Um, if you get a chance to, please go ahead and subscribe um, on YouTube. So we don't know how long they're going to let us stay on. I think as long as we only have like, you know, a couple hundred, a few thousand, a couple thousand downloads, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll ride under the yeah. radar. But if. if- If the Lord should expand our territory and give us, (laughs) yay, even even an average of 20,000 subscribers, (laughs) then they might start actually looking at us and and kick us off anyways. But if you subscribe, it'll just let you know every time one comes out, you won't have to think about it. Just pop up and we'll annoy you with it. Um, or if you're listening, go ahead and uh, subscribe on whatever podcasting platform. If you can, give us a review. Yep. That helps us helps get the word out about the podcast. We keep reaching new people that might be um, interested and helped by the material that we're bringing. So okay. anyways, please do that. Another, one, another big announcement. I'm going to brag on my wife today. She released a new single Ayo, Ayo, called Freedom Fighter. And uh, if you haven't got a chance to to check it out yet, it's on all the digital outlets. Um, we wish we had a parallel digital outlet we could get off of Spotify. But alas, we are stuck with these uh, big tech digital, you know, media outlets. And so you can get on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. But I'm just proud of her because she has. Thanks, love. You started having these songs, writing these songs, I don't know, two years ago, maybe just come to Kinda, you yeah. and then it's like you know you go through this long process of very you know, long dialing in the <laughs> dialing in the song find the producer yeah. uh singing you know putting the vocals sending it mixing it mastering it getting the graphic process. all that stuff together so we're i'm I'm pretty excited about it. but why don't you tell them just a little bit about the song how did it come to be what's it about
0: oh gosh uh the song is called freedom fighter the hook came to me the tune melody came to me after listening to a Uh, interview of some pastors. I think it was like Eric, Eric Metaxas and some pastors talking about, um, liberty and freedom and America and how does one live free and how it's, um, directly tied to morality and all that stuff. It was really good. But as they were talking, I was like, that's Jesus. Jesus did Mm. that for us. He's the one who gives us our freedom. And, um, I just kept thinking about that, that scripture in John eight, that says, if you continue my word, you're truly my disciples, and the mm. truth will make you free. And so, I just love the truth in that, and I own it every day. I try to live in that from that place, and so that's where the idea came from.
1: Yeah, man, and and you just remind me of that because I I forgot that that was the message we were listening to, and and I think yeah, on that, that in that podcast it, or podcast in that interview, whatever interview, whatever mm-hmm. it was, where Eric in Texas was talking, he was bringing up Os Guinness, um, his yes, triangle of freedom. That's
0: what it was. Okay
1: now that I'm remember, So we, we talked about that a long time ago on our podcast. We mm-hmm. went through his book, Last Call to Liberty, Os Guinness. And Arabic, Texas always references that because it's such a key to understanding, um, you know, the only way to make this republic work right. And that Os Guinness, what he did was he, he read through, you know, he's from, uh, he was, I think he was his was it his great granddad was Guinness the beer brewer uh, in in the UK and he's from that family in the UK raised in China missionary went and uh, studied under Francis Schaeffer but studied the uh, founders of America and what he came up with is that they all understood this basic principle and he called it the golden triangle that freedom in order to have freedom like from the government and all that kind of like setup, where you could um have the bill of rights and function without this totalitarian over lords, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that you had to, in order to have that kind of freedom, it had to be grounded in virtue. Mm. Yeah. Um, it couldn't happen with that. And that's why uh, Ben Franklin's famous, it, 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 you know, the lady caught him outside of Philadelphia after they got done debating about everything and figuring out that they were going to in fact establish the United States uh, constitution. She said, well, what do we come up with? What are we a democracy or whatever? He said, well, a, a Republic, ma'am, if you can okay, keep it, you
0: can keep it. Wow. And the
1: idea was he understood it couldn't be kept without virtue. Mm. You had to have a populace that had basic virtues, but how do you get virtue? Yeah, that had to be built on faith, mm. uh, particularly faith in the theistic Christian God. And so they understood that while they would allow for freedom of religion, if the, if the, ma- if the critical mass of the population wasn't formed by faith in the oh biblical God, then they couldn't develop the virtue necessary to keep the freedom. But in turn, the, uh, the ability to have that faith depended on freedom and the ability to have freedom of religion you couldn't force Christian faith it had to be free and so there's this kind of triangle that goes around and around oh, I and I thought it was interesting when, when Eric Metax does such a good job of explaining it and his understanding of Bonhoeffer and Hitler and, and he did the I think he did a biography on William Wilberforce as well if I'm not mistaken he's definitely written some on Wilberforce but he was the uh, guy in British Parliament that mm. basically worked his whole life to get rid of the slave trade that England was a part of and finally, like right near the end of his life was able. And that movie, Amazing Grace, I think was based off his life, Um, Christian, evangelical Christian Wilberforce. And that's why his, his, um, his desire and his passion to do that at any cost was rooted in his Christian understanding of humanity and what God had called us to, to bring salvation and also work for his justice in Mm -hmm. the world. And so, uh, Eric Metaxas brings all that together. Well, and I think it's interesting that you wrote that, you know, we, we, any attempt to get back even to American freedom without God is, is a fool's errand. Oh boy,
0: yeah.
1: And that's what you're, I think the song is about like, Jesus really is our freedom fighter and he teaches us to become the people who extend Absolutely. freedom um, in the world. And hopefully the way that works is from the bottom up. The more the, more the gospel truly is preached and the more people truly reached and taught, um, like the uh, Great Commission, we always say, taught to obey everything that Jesus wow. commanded, the more our politics will change, the more education will change. It'll be an outworking of that naturally. So um, we'll play like 10 seconds of the song and we'll be right back. So, um, back here, going to go through, so we're going to hit some, uh, kind of, kind of like uh, lightning round type stuff tonight, but you know, just occasionally want to do a news update. And so I get my news from the Babylon B because it's, uh, <laughs> it's fake news. You can trust as the tagline goes. Um, but I love this, uh, this first article, you guys see the, uh. All the mask mandates, at least in the U.S. They're and the dropping right? the vaccine mandates, dropping them Interesting. suspicious. But, we'll, you know, we'll talk more about Very that. Suspicious. But uh, here's the Babylon Bee headline. Indisputable, irrefutable, unquestionable, unchanging science changing again. <laughs> and it has uh, <laughs> <laughs> our favorite uh, our favorite characters here, Fauci. And uh, I forget the name, the lady's name, Walensky from uh, CDC, I believe. Okay. And so we're just following the science here. Um, any, by the way, anytime you hear someone say you got to follow the science, immediately you should dismiss everything they say. <laughs> <laughs> These days. Oh, my God. So here's our second Babylon Bee article. CDC director now says to just do whatever Texas did 12 months ago. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. Or
1: Florida, right? We repping the Florida. Um. Jeez. you know but that is funny After there's so much that, truth yeah and watching. so you know it, it, it is hilarious that now i think the real question is what's really going on we,
0: exactly why now what's going on exactly it's, i mean doesn't take a conspiracy theorist a little bit skeptical right. about what's going on right
1: now i've got a i've got a list too i gotta to pull this up on a future podcast all the conspiracy theories of 2019 that have been proven <laughs> fact in 2020 yeah. 2021 um but it's yeah, the, the, interesting. that's yeah. the question. I, I don't think, you know, if you still if you're still under the impression, if you're still listening to Fauci and CDC as though they have any cool. care of human health and are actually trying to help um, get rid of some pandemic that just was foisted upon the human uh, population through bats and all that kind of stuff, then I would just I, I don't know.
0: You know, what's interesting now, too, is I don't think people know, I don't think the masses know that the mandates have been dropped. And so that's another aspect of it. Like you almost are so used to the chaos you don't want to believe yeah. the freedom anymore. It's like, right. you know, that's going on yes. too. We
1: need the the um mask version of June. Not that
0: freedom comes from the no, science no, no, no. anyway, but
1: <laughs> No, I know. I've been walking around maskless you know, for uh you know, since since day one, I stay one. You know what I'm saying? Like I it's it's true it's like you we have, we haven't changed my, Nerva gets on to me because never mind when I was
0: <laughs> <laughs> Choose kindness walking in the Walmart and it was oh, trying to, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't have it, but later.
1: we'll tell the story later. But you know, yeah, seriously, like sure. I, I just, I, I hope that, I hope that people have seen now what's really Ooh. going on. Like the CDC, the WHO, uh, WHO, the Fauci, Gates, these guys, the, the whole narrative yeah. that this pandemic You know, just happened to leap from bats to people in the wet market in, you know, Wuhan, spread across the world. And then these, you know, elites of the NIH, CDC, who are doing their best job to really help out humanity. And they're just, you know, pure and awesome individuals that are really trying to do what's good. Like, I don't know what could be more false, like, the pretty much the exact opposite of that whole narrative. And you'd be pretty close to the truth. And so I think at this point, the question is not like, um, okay, what's what's um, man, what, what is the science they've found out to 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 back off For the sure. mask? Man, that's not the question. The question is what's what really up, going on, and I to? don't have an answer to that yet. Like, what are we, they up to?
0: We'll we shall soon see, I guess. We shall soon
1: see, <laughs> we shall soon see, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know where this is going, but
0: yeah, I started seeing it. Okay, okay, this date has dropped out. Oh, this date, and I was like, wait a minute yeah. now. Super suspicious, in my yeah, opinion.
1: super suspicious. So I, I, I always. When's the next election? Exactly, I'm exactly. I'm like, okay, what's going on yeah. with, with the this? Uh, is this yeah. twenty? Is this election related? You know, the great resets behind it. So what's yeah? You know, who's what's moving plan, on the board? What's the plan, Exactly. So I rejoice that because at least now I don't hey. have to like feel like an ogre because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna walk around with that thing on. So. Um, now at least I don't have to feel crazy because other people are starting oh, to join in the chorus. Um, slowly, but so surely. we'll see. Next, okay. got to get them off the airplanes. Um, yeah. then that will be really Ooh, smooth selling.
0: That would be awesome.
1: Um, but anyways, so we, if you hear a dog barking, we got a friendly yes, uh doggy <laughs> coming through here. I apologize. Poison. But, um, the next thing, do we want to talk about the Super Bowl at all before we jump into Do you? we want
0: to talk about the Super Bowl? We, which we didn't watch, we didn't the even watch the halftime show. Um, well, let me, before we
1: even, even get to the halftime show, I would love to know from you guys, like, drop us a line. Did you watch the Super Bowl this year? Has Have your opinions changed just about sports in general? Um, I know for me, really I, I don't blame people that still watch it. Like, we have, you know, family and friends that still love all the sports. Yeah. Like, have the packages and everything, it's fine. You know, if we were to get out of everything that was tainted with – we would. I, be nothing. <laughs> I definitely can't say nothing because I still get my coffee at Starbucks, and they're one of the worst offenders in this whole thing. So I'm not not bringing any condemnation on that tip, but yeah. I'm just. It's sort of like when you, um, who's the dude that plays Captain America? When Chris you found, yeah, Chris, Chris Evans or whatever. You know, we were like just huge fans but when you find out his political beliefs you're (laughs) like (laughs) it's not like yeah
0: you're like oh, it's not like
1: you know I'm not supporting him anymore I'm I'm not going that hard but it just stains it like it makes it less enjoyable for me than it was previously um and so with basketball even you know they're they're just they're so owned by China they're so on the woke train NFL same thing so on the woke train cowardly whenever they come up against it so it's like it's hard for me to, I just don't enjoy it mm-hmm. like, I, like I once did. So I, yeah. I literally, it wasn't like I, th- I saw, I'm not watching the Super Bowl at a protest. I literally just didn't, had no interest yeah. in watching it. So I'd be interested to know if you guys feel the same, what your thoughts were on that. But I just have no interest in watching professional sure. sports at this point. Same. Same. You probably never had much. Well, no, you used to be an NBA fan though. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: So we, every year we we yeah. get some kind of new package so like and watch the NBA playoffs right <laughs> just That's for it. that just for that and month I or check whatever with you
0: like who are we rooting for Who's exactly rooting
1: for? <laughs> exactly <laughs> for now sure. now we're rooting for uh, the shutdown of the entire oh system um, but you know anyways who knows but uh, so halftime show. We we watched it after the Cause fact because th- nowadays you're scared to watch the halftime oh, show because you know it's gonna be time. you know uh, two parts satanic uh, <laughs> some kind of yes worship yes. service and then two parts like some uh, a public orgy and so you're like I don't know which is worse here but uh, you know this year I heard from a lot of people the on the orgy side it wasn't quite as bad but you said there was still some um, parts.
0: It depends on a person's rubric on what's safe and what's, <laughs> I mean, the, the sections I saw. The 50 I mean, Cent
1: part was probably the oh, worst. Oh,
0: gosh, yeah. I mean, it's the same old thing, yeah. it's the same. It's like, if you don't have women half-dressed, gyrating, just showcased their, their movements a certain way, it's not a show, and you just get sick yeah. of it. It's not worth watching for me, but um, there were some fun throwbacks. Um, yeah, if we both hip, grew up hip-hop heads. Yeah, head, so, <laughs> yeah, you know. so uh, Dr. Dre, it was fun to see him again, and I think Eminem. Yeah. There was another artist. I didn't I know I didn't who know who the dude who
1: looked like R. Yeah. Kelly. He's probably some young, young guy.
0: Yeah, so if you're into that, it was a fun throwback, but if you kind of uh, just seeing it for what it is, it, it was, you know, disheartening. There's a moment for me, because I watched uh, Mary J. Blige, which, you know, she— over the years has represented the the woman that's just strong, and she sings these anthems about not getting gonna over cry. not going cry, getting <laughs> over the heartache and the all of that. but um I think there was a moment she was singing a song, and she's just having an emotional moment and she wanted peace, and she just kind of passes out, and the camera zooms out, and it's a, I was kind of interpreting that like, wow, she really desires peace. yeah then she needs to get off of that train of what they're promoting yeah. right there. I wonder like. If, if, um, she knows the Lord, I don't know her walk with Jesus, but I, I pray that she comes to know the real Prince of peace. And mm. I just think that going that route, just managing your image through clothing and what you wear and the lack of clothing and all that stuff. It's just, it just doesn't bring the peace you desire. And, right. When and she you, fell, right you I think fell. I heard
1: you say that. you like, that ain't the way too. <laughs> that
0: ain't the way. But anyway, overall. Um, if you're into that music, it's nostalgia. Yeah, I think that's the part for me. It's fine. like it you hear crisp. those songs, which yeah. that.
1: By the way, I think in God's providence, he helped create. He helped Snoop create that one. The, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> if right. for nothing else, but for yeah. the gangster, like when the preachers uh, let somebody have it in the in the sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's hilarious. Uh, that's that a providence meme is of God right great. there
1: because that's the best song forever uh, with that. But um, you know, it does make you feel like a certain kind of way. Like if you grew up listening to that yeah, music, it's but it's weird now, like because it, back then, as much as I loved it, and as much as I looked to those guys, like yeah, man, they're just you know these guys are dope, these guys are cool, you know. Now it's I look at it and I see through it, and it's really weird because you know it's like they 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 postured themselves as against the system, right? Yeah, like they're, the, they're the, the, rebels the rebels and they're the ones that yeah. are standing for the people.
0: Against but, the establishment. Right,
1: and now it's like, oh. They're,
0: they are the, they like when It's like when you, thought, when
1: you thought wrestling was real, like as a kid, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You thought like Hulk Hogan was, was really yeah. like pinning this dude and putting him down for the count, and then you find out it's scripted. And so like Snoop Dogg, these guys, it's all scripted. Like mm. they, they are, they're part of the propaganda machine. And so they're, they're selling poison to their own communities and yeah. getting rich off it yeah. and, and getting, a, get, getting celebrity status off it. And so where I used to think these guys were, I don't know, just had this. Co- I knew it was bad because I knew they were saying sure. bad stuff, but sure. you still think it's, at least you think it's like tough. Yeah. And now I don't think it's tough at all. I think it's the weakest form of, of cowardice and greed and, and selfishness on yeah, display. Yeah, and it
0: glorifies a lifestyle that leads to... Just death it's like there's no life, you know you go to the south side of Chicago and you see mm. all this gangster activity, crime, and just drugs and all that just over um sexualizing the yeah. youth, and then what that leads to, the fruit that that bears is just the death of a community, and so it brings no health, yeah, it just brings destruction, and so um, you see it for what it is, yeah, man for sure, so we no, were watching it, it, it was nostalgia, but heartbreaking at the same time. And yeah. so there's that. There's know? that. There's that.
1: That's our Super Bowl <laughs> experience yeah. for uh, yeah. 2022. So
0: if you want to grow in your confidence and knowing what you believe and why you believe it, if you want to ground your faith in biblical Christianity and step into who God has called you to be, I want to tell you about a great program put on by Impact 360, and it's called Propel. Papel is a one-week transformational leadership and discipleship experience where high school students gather together to be grounded in a biblical worldview as they learn how to follow Jesus, have a godly influence, learn how to disciple their peers, and boldly live out their faith in their daily lives. So they're having two sessions this summer. The first one is June 19th through the 25th, and the second one is June 26th through July 2nd. These programs fill up really quickly, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So we'll put the link below if you're interested in looking into it and we'll see you this summer um
1: well want to hop in just kind of respond to some i got some feedback i'll say okay could slight pushback but i think it was meant um meant well and i actually like really appreciate this because i think when you guys send us back stuff where even if you feel like, hey, I disagree with this or I like that or want to encourage you with that, it's all good. Like we, we receive that, want to have it because iron sharpens iron through that process, you know. Mm-hmm. But I got a couple um, emails, messages from friends, and I thought what they brought up was really good and worth talking about because it, it, they actually are hitting on something I think that's very important. Okay. And so I'm going to keep the names anonymous. But I just want to go through a little bit of this in regard to what we've been doing as far as like bringing a little bit of confrontation to Big Eva or the elites, um, the people we've looked to as leaders. You know, it, are we are we maybe doing something wrong in that or creating unnecessary division? Or is, you know, people that we've been referencing, like Doug Wilson and those guys, are they doing something wrong in that? So I'm just going to read a little bit of this um, person saying kind things. They've enjoyed the podcast. Um, they're going to keep listening, but they had some concern. It says I, I, I was concerned while listening to the episode on January 24th on the evangelical elites, uh, Douglas Wilson mentioned several top name, evan- evangelicals that he thinks are going in the wrong direction. Among those listed was Al Mohler. And this person says, Seth, you didn't seem to know, uh, what to comment as far as that, but I feel the need to correct Doug on this point. While I don't always agree with Moeller on every opinion he holds, I respect him in his leadership. He most definitely speaks out against CRT, LGBT plus issues, etc., and is very outspoken about political and cultural issues. I would encourage you to listen to his daily podcast called The Briefing. I think you will find he is much more in, the, in, in your camp than you thought. I think we need to be careful not to classify everyone in a us-first-them mentality. While there are certainly those that are completely off the reservation, thank Jen Hatmaker, we need to be charitable with those who are definitely not promoting sin, even when we disagree with their methods, and and put in parentheses, thank Tim Keller. We are in very troubling times, and we don't need to scare the sheep to the point where they don't trust anyone in evangelicalism. And, um, they said, you know, I hope you uh, appreciate, you know, trying to convey this with humility, which we totally, it was humble and very kind. Um, said, so I do appreciate your strong voice on hard matters, but I just think we need to be careful not to be unnecessarily divisive. If we're constantly drawing battle lines everywhere, it will weaken the lines we definitely need to draw. And so I think, you know, that's a fair, um, fair statement, good, good things to bring up. Um, and I probably, I would say three, four years ago would have said yes and amen to every point that this person made. Um, as it stands now, I'm going to give a little bit more um, reason why I think Douglas Wilson wasn't mistaken okay. in that podcast, but um, I just wanted to kind of read it as it was, so you kind of feel the weight of that. Like, you know, it's never been our hearts to create division. Like I don't even like like. You know, we started this podcast in great fear and trepidation. (laughs) And again, it's like how to lose friends and stop influencing people and uh, basically stall your music career. (laughs) But, um, you know, I felt this pressing like from the Lord. I just felt like, man, we've got there's so much the truth has stumbled in the streets. Like the prophet Isaiah said, you know, it's like my, my people, different prophet, my people perish for lack of knowledge and the propaganda, the waves of the cultural thinking that was making inroads into the church, and then churches refusing, in many cases, to step up to that and actually confront those ideas and speculations raised up against the knowledge of God. I felt compelled like, man, God, you've equipped me to do this a little bit, and you've called me to do it. If no one else will do it, I'll 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 go on this fool's errand and just help me, you know. And then you decided to join me as a
0: Yes, I promise <laughs> to go where you go, love. Awesome wife. I'm alone um, for the ride. That's
1: right. <laughs> and so, um, but no, I love that we get yeah. to do this together and share this together. And but, you know, that's that's kind of been our heart from the beginning, is like, okay, we're gonna try to be as winsome as possible. Um, I want to bring truth but in a way that doesn't unnecessarily offend um and try to do that. Um, so why, like, why this move into bringing these like kind of strong critiques to people who don't seem to be like in the jet Jen hat maker camp. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I responded to this person with a few things, but one, I wanted to say this. Okay. I think there is a spectrum of people on that list. I think, um, Al moler is, one of the lesser defenders, uh, offenders, sorry. Okay. Al is one of the lesser offenders on that list. Um, I think if you have like, if, yeah, I'm getting screen here. Um, if you have like, here's the, here's, you're in good sp- safe space. Like this is good orthodoxy. Yeah. You're seeing the times rightly. You're doing what you need to do. And here's like, uh, like here's like super woke and Jen Hatmaker off the reservation. I think you have like, Al Moeller, just a little bit further down here, uh, Tim Keller, uh, then David French and, um, uh, Russell Moore, those guys, Ed Stetzer, like, I think they're getting toward that. I still like even Douglas Wilson wasn't saying they're not brothers, but he was saying they needed to be confronted cause there were sheepdogs who won't bark. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't, they won't bring the alarm bell where it needs to be rung. And then the people that are ringing it, they're chiding them. That was the basic argument sure. of his thing. And so what about Al Mohler? She, bring, she brings up a good point um, that he speaks out against CRT, LGBTQ plus things. And he has like historically, like you probably haven't followed him much, but I used to listen to a lot of his stuff back in the day. and it was really like he was one of the stronger voices um, in that, just in evangelicalism. Now, I first noticed like a chink, um, something surprising after the January 6th thing. Okay um so if you don't know like nerve and i were actually there in dc we were there for the um the the speech and walked down to the capitol at the end we just felt like we should be there it was going to be a historical event little did we know (laughs) it was going to be a historical event and so um we were watching this all unfold. We could tell there was weird stuff going on. You know, we were noting it at the time, like, Hey, there's, this is strange. Um, we got out of there about three o'clock, but in in retrospect, being there and doing a lot of the research we did, we saw clearly this was, there were a lot of false flags going on. So stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. FBI agents were involved. This was, this was not what it was made to look like in the least. Um, and we knew that that day that it was, like, when we saw the news that night, we were like, what? Like, yeah, we it was nothing that. like that. Um, all kind of weird stuff was going on with that. But the way that Mueller responded to that, he responded just like all the, you know, the, the rhinos and the other people on the Big Eva circuit, like David French. Like, he was in that same response. Like, oh, these awful this is just wicked Christian patriotism. Like, he bought into the narrative. Now, fair enough. Like, out of all the tricks that they did, like, they did that up. They did it well. Like, I don't know that. What is that? David Bain, that magician guy. I can't remember. There's some magician guy that's like really beast nowadays. I can't remember his name. But they did a trick on that level. Like, they made this thing look pretty crazy. So I give him that. Like, you know, I get it. It, it. That's trick worthy. And so I didn't hold that against him. But it did alert me, like, huh, what's up with Moeller, you know, on that? I thought he would have seen through that um, that kind of media propaganda thing. Um, so, but that piqued, um, my curiosity with him later on, as I began to dive into it more, I did see that there were some, some problems there. Again, like I'm saying, not to the degree of what, where I would put Russell Moore, but it was, there was, were some problems there and I'm going to come back and point those out a little later, but let me just note this. There, there are people and there have been people that have taken the right position with regard to CRT on the surface, but when it comes to actually applying it in okay. real life and calling out specific things and even allowing for people to be pastors on their staff or faculty in their college, they, they, they have allowed that to come in. And so there's, there's that, that sort of thing that's going on a lot where they officially speak against the theory at theory level. But when it comes to it being applied on the ground, they're all of a sudden mute and they allow people to come in and do it. Okay, That's, that's part, that's one thing I want to say. Um, and I do, I did agree that like on 95% probably I've heard his podcast, the briefing, his news thing is really good. And I probably would be in agreement with it like 95%. So I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. What we have to deal with is the specifics with his faculty and the stuff that's gone on in his school in the past year and his stances on LGBT issues. Where, what, what, the the nuances of where that's moved to so we'll get back to that the next thing is with Jen Hatmaker i said for sure she's she's I, like i don't even i don't consider her a christian that's strong yeah. but like i i i think that version of progressive christianity is christian in name only like it's not it's not christian in the sense like there's no the the doctrines are so far off they're not even within the framework of christianity it's it's further i would say than some versions of mormonism and jehovah's witness so um, I'm not even counting that, but like, what about when it comes to these other guys? So she, uh, the person says here, we need to be charitable with those that are um, definitely not promoting sin, even when we disagree with their methods, like Tim Keller. So that's that's another one that probably a year ago I would have said, yeah, Tim Keller is just a difference of method. But this is the interesting part. This is what I want to tease out a little bit in this podcast and in part two. We're we'll probably going to go to part two, so. Um, Tim Keller is not different only in method. His actual theology is very different. Um, which is an important issue. He actually has a way different view of biblical justice than I would say Christian view of justice should be. And this theology uh, flows out into many, um, areas. It even flows out to how he defines the gospel, all this kind of stuff. So some, some who have a more narrow version of the gospel what we talked about before of they, they restrict it to soteria. They would be, have a major problem with, uh, Tim Keller's view on that. But even putting that to, to the side, I think his theology is definitely, um, leans it, it opens the door for definitely progressive politics, but even maybe progressive theology um in, in certain points. And so there is a danger with that outside of just mere methodology. Now the methodology, if you want to talk about that, I think his method, which is basically I think he wants to try to find a bridge with kind of like the secular elite culture. And like say, hey, here's what we can agree with you guys on. And Christianity doesn't fit. You know, he'll often say Christianity doesn't fit with Democrats. It doesn't fit with Republicans. It's actually a different way. It's a third way. And he'll try to reach people on both sides through that method. And that, you know, I'll talk more about why I think that method doesn't end up working later. But I think that method can sometimes drive that theology, um, and what it is, it's sort of like the other, the other method of seeker sensitive churches. What will happen is like, you think, oh, well, it's just a difference of method. Like, right. We're just, we're just changing how we do service. We're going to do service for the unbeliever. But what happens is that method impacts, it begins to impact very central things of what the church is for. Mm-hmm. It begins to impact what you think, sure. um, the purpose of the church is. And then before long, your theology kind of tails behind it. Mm. You begin to construct your way, you know, your version of God's grace, your version of his love starts to follow that. So you have to be careful. Like It's not like you can completely split off and just say methodology is not a big deal because it often is a result of um, different theology, but also can lead to different theology. So even if it were a mere difference of method, I think we would still have to be Looking at what is the method and how central is it to other doctrines, but again, in this case of Tim Keller, I think there are some major theological differences as well with with um, political implications. And is he a false teacher? Is he not a brother? Some people will say yes. I I don't you know I don't necessarily think that. And Douglas Wilson wasn't even saying that, but he was saying these guys need to be confronted publicly because they have a public ministry and they're putting forth public ideas. Okay. So, um, that's, that's the start to that. Now, um, we want to be careful not to do, I think this person said, um, not to classify everyone in an us versus them mentality. Now I think that's true. The way they worded it is actually good. Like we, there's a, there's a, there's a tendency um, even Even right after the Reformation, right, you were just reading about Luther and Zwingli oh, the other night, yeah. you know, when they had this great um, really trying to um, correct the stuff that had gone wrong in the, the Catholic, Catholic Church. Church, and it became this thing, the Protestant Reformation. Many leaders popped up. You had uh, Zwingli, you had Luther, uh, you had Knox and Calvin. and those guys began to fight each other, right? Mm-hmm. And then like the the history of Protestant Reformation if you look at it like at a snapshot, it can look like schism, 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 you know, and there is that, you know, when you do care about truth and you do care about theology, there could be that, um, outworking that you have to be careful of. Right. Sure. And so I think that's something to be careful. We don't want to be the, the, like the old thing that in most cases there's a ditch on either side. Right. So we don't want to fall in that ditch of being overly schismatic too quick to just cut people off, to label people heretics. Yeah. You don't want to be like that. That's the, that's the fruit of an unhealthy scholasticism. On the other hand, you don't want to give into the pietism. We talked about that yeah. as a response. And so what is the balance here? You know, when do you, um, when is it okay? Cause we know there are cases clearly in the Bible. There is us versus them. And that's another, there, there is a, There's an idea in our culture where it should never be us versus them. Right. That's true. Right.
0: We're all the same team. Yeah. Ish. You know, it's like, I guess there's the spine and rib issues, like in regards to uh, Zwingli and uh, (laughs) Luther. I mean, they, they parted ways. I think I read that Luther would not shake his hand. Like, we, uh, this is something right. It's so central to the, the doctrine that I cannot agree with you yeah, on man. it. And, so it's, and they
1: were just fighting about communion, right? <laughs> the nature of communion. Yeah, that
0: transubstantiation. Yeah, consubstantiation and, yes, like and so, something. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, though. I, I want to go yeah, into this.
1: Yeah, it's good. It, because, yeah, I think she's right. Like, you don't want to do a us versus them on everything. Yeah. But I want to also ward off or cut off the, ten, the the tendency in our culture right now is to not as they'll at least say this don't think in us versus them terms at all like sure. that's the progressive move they don't apply that consistently right Cause they Absolutely. hated the Christian That's just nationalists. what I was
0: thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. That's- but
1: that, that's typically the slogan is like, Oh, that's us versus them thinking and stuff like that. So we don't want to go in that ditch either. Um, but we don't want to go in where we think every, we cut off everybody. Like it, yeah. it almost like British humor, They sack them, sack them. Sack them. It's a uh, Monty <laughs> Python. But, um, you know, that, that is the challenge. We talked a little bit about that way back on a podcast and we talked about the John MacArthur thing. And just when do we, what are the spine issues Mm -hmm. and what are the rib issues? Uh, Another way to think about it is sometimes they call it a a theological triage um, where you have concentric circles. So the the inner circle, you're going to have things like um, the nature of God, you know, certain attributes, his omnipotence, his omniscience, Mm -hmm. his. You know his yeah, and so then you got also the Bible, like the authority of the Bible. Um, you have the nature of Christ, the dual okay. nature of Christ, uh, fully human, fully divine. You have the Trinity. You know that's arguably, I think, a central, central doctrine that um, would put you outside of orthodoxy when you deny that. Um, you have the efficacy of the atonement. Mm-hmm. Those, so you have those issues where. <laughs> when you waffle on that, like historically they're said you're a heretic, like you have moved outside of Christian doctrine. This is mere Christianity. Everybody has to agree on those. Then you have one out, like one circle out. And that might be things like, you know, do you baptize infants or is it believers baptism? Um, Maybe um, should women be elders in the the ministry? Maybe uh, age of the earth issues, eschatology. Now, the, the, you have to be careful there not to think that that second I- those issues aren't important, important nor are they relative they're still a truth of the matter mm-hmm. we have to debate them out but typically what's thought there is that we can disagree and still think we can walk in Christian fellowship together does that make sense yeah. then you have the like tertiary issues which are like you know how are we going to do our services are we going right. to do liturgical style are we going to do some modern yeah, hymns sure. or Maybe carpet color or, you know, um this kind of deal, like which model of of church what was that book you read? Five I can't remember five views on worship or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Like what style of worship we're gonna do. That that might be true. Again, not completely unimportant and those things like method might be in there where it's important but um and should be wrestled through, but again, even more like leeway would be extended in those issues. So the question is like what are we dealing with now with CRT and with the woke ideology and all that kind of stuff? And so I think that's what we're going to dig into on this next uh, part two of this episode is like, does this fit in this triage neatly? If not, are there other things that um, make it where you should confront people in, in a strong degree Um, like the nature of like what's going on in society those types of questions Mm so anyways hope you enjoyed this uh, lightning round and uh, we will uh, see you next time